what's what's fun is what's fun is with all the cameras. Yeah, lots of light. There's at least 36 cameras in here. We need more light. And <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? The world? More light. I'd like there to be the sun. More I power. see light. I would definitely like there to be Fifth the sun. Fifth Element fans are they know that reference. I'm, I'm, I'm so more like Fifth Element. Event. I see light. So it used to be the show I that I watched. Light. Sorry. That's relevant. Yeah. It used to be the show that I watched. Are you here? Relevant. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Book okay. to have some fun. And they would. There was this little kid, and whenever you wanted it's like a to PBS show, explore. Yeah. Okay. And he would jump in, and then he would be. He would be the character. In, he would in the be book, in, the in the book. He would just be in the book. He wouldn't necessarily be the character. We could meet all the characters. Okay. So he was like where the wild things are, and he got eaten alive. Did he? Does that happen? I don't, I don't know. know. Where wild things are. I mean, at some point, I don't. That's a very famous down. book. I don't think I've read. It looked that. like they would eat you. We couldn't read when those books were out. So. Right. I could listen to the record. Wow. There's a record. I don't know. I, that's what I used to do when I was a kid. Um, I'd have a book with a record. Like vinyl. Yeah, vinyl. I was, you know, seventy-one, so that was right. high tech. And you would play the record, and you would read along. Oh. And then when Star Wars came out, I had a Star Wars record player. And R2-T2 would beep, and you know to turn the page. What? And then it would read along. Yeah, That's so, probably worth some money yeah. if you would have kept it. I mean, I know you don't. Nobody kept anything like that. They didn't yeah. know. We know? have a VHS player still. So. Yes, obviously. Which is awesome. You have to. That's really... Actually, it's cool now. It's a great Like, move. I was talking to people over at... Um, what's that place called on Bardstown Road? They sell, like, old records and stuff. Uh, is it Great Escape? Oh, no. That's what it's I was a thinking. bigger place because they sell like game consoles and stuff like that. And I sell like I, I old know what Wii you're stuff. About. Oh, yeah. GameStop. A co- GameStop? No, it's a, <laughs> no, no, it's no, not GameStop. No. It's across from uh, is it, is the it music called, place. Is it literally just called Books, Music, and Movies? Books, Music, yeah, and Bridget Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nodding and yeah. She's our expert. Yeah, so, yeah, Bridget knows everything. So, yeah, they're actually looking for like. VHS are like that's a big thing. Like all the hit, well, all it the was it was wanted. fantastic when we stayed at your cabin. Yeah, and all you had was VHS. I loved it. I was like, it was so fun. You yeah. just put it in. You're like, now we watch just gotta sit here and watch this. Endless summer. We didn't I watch it every summer. like twi- twice a year. What did we watch? Pelican Brief. Oh wow! Yeah. That's old we tech. went real intense. Really old tech. That's how real we're like, old tech on intense. the interweb. Yeah, they go on the interweb and they're like they scared things. about it. They're yeah. like, I bet we can learn stuff here. Right. And get on Reddit and ruins your life. <laughs> I don't remember the. What, our last, our two episodes ago was about Reddit. Reddit, yeah, that's why I came. To which mind. we can't explore. Which we can't explore any further. No. Um, I have a quick uh, divergence here for you sure. that is dyslexic related. Okay. What does your inbox look like? Your email. Um, it's got about five unopenedly on purpose emails that I need to respond to. I mean, you want to talk about my Gmail or my Outlook or my Hotmail? <sighs> Um, I would one. say your mo- like your work email. Work email. Um, would you would you say? Hold on. Would you say you use your work email the most out of any of the emails, or the probably cool? Gmail the most? Okay. Yeah. So we, it's got your... it's got like five or six unopened emails because I need to do something about those. right. But your emails about... are only there if they're actively needing attention. Right. Unopened. What happens though if? You're laughing. What happens, though, if you're not addressing, like, your emails are done? Like, you're like, okay, I've addressed that. That's over on any of your inboxes. What do you do with it? Leave it in there. <sighs> I've got, like, 20,000 emails. I can that reference it with, like, a search, simple search. And major I can panic attack. Yes. But, no. there's, but there's no really? folders. So it's not a, no. Well, I have, okay, my work has folders. Everything goes I into folders. I have, like, 100 folders. All right. 
Yeah. So if you're done, let's say let's say I email you something about TEDx, and I'm like, hey, Sean, accommodations folder. Yeah. TEDx is awesome, and you're like, yeah, I know. But then we're done. That might go in my ten year binder. I have a ten year one. Regardless, prove that I do. It doesn't sit in your regular inbox anymore. It goes into a folder. Right, but I have a regular inbox that has thousands of emails in it. Yes. Because I don't know if I need it. I might need it. I don't know. Yeah, but why doesn't it. it just go into like a folder? Because it is a folder. Inbox is a folder. It's just a all right, Bridget. It's, it's, that's that's three remember, people. That's okay. three people now. Bridget wins. We talked not, about this not a today. Thing, I guess. No, I think remember, it, we're I about think the bins, right? Remember yeah, exactly. About bins yeah, yeah. And like, like stack it all up and it's chronological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have emails from 2013 in that bin. Right, my bin is my inbox. All the stuff, like I, I will delete some stuff, but if I think I might need it one day, but it doesn't go in a folder, it just stays in the inbox. Maybe I'm, maybe I've trained myself out of that dyslexic habit because maybe that's a little dyslexic. Maybe it's a little ADHD. Yeah, it could be. Well, or what do they call it? Obsessive, obsessive compulsive. Yeah, maybe a little bit of I, that. I don't want to throw that around because people do, and it's really yeah. rude. Yeah, like people. Oh, no, and I'm not. When I say like, ADHD oh, it's too, thing. it's like I don't, I don't know about it either. But I'm just like I don't think it's dyslexic. But I also think maybe my work or so has required me to have that all in one space. Or yeah. I was I was taught that way. Real quick, I'm just gonna turn down. Sorry to interruption. No. Turn down this game. You just ruined everything. Yeah, we were really out of flow going, man. I don't. I even forgot you were over there. Oh, the gain was too high. Oh. How about you don't peek the microphone, Jacob? I don't peek the microphone. Oh, yeah. That seems more like a microphone problem. That sounds like more of a you problem. Like a sound check. Am I supposed to be peeking? Isn't that like... I guess you're at the age. Yeah. probably should be peeking. I'm not. You're on the down. Yeah. You're on the decline. You're not on the decline. You're doing great. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. You're good. You're good. Go, Lucas. Yeah. Keep us from peaking. That's why we have. Yeah, the we last thing we want to do is peak. <laughs> last thing I want to do. Just, just go we're going Spotify. for mediocre here, man. Yeah, we're we're going mediocre only because if we get further than that, it makes us uncomfortable. Don't peak. Up, not down. You had maybe a story. Oh not yeah, gone now. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, so I don't know if it has to, doesn't have to do with dyslexia, but in the early days of Hotmail, so you know Hotmail, right? You've got mail. No, that's a that's that's AOL. AOL. Sorry. So that was paid for. You had to pay for that. So the first free email was Hotmail. So you got a free Hotmail, but they limited your your space to one meg. That seems one small. meg. Seems okay. Really so a standard email so like text only one is like person named Meg, maybe twenty k. Yeah, one thousand k. Basically, wow. that's all you got. And so Please it was a regular it. thing for Christy and I to sit in the computer lab at at college because that was the only place we could get a computer with the internet. And we would delete emails off our Hotmail or download them onto a floppy disk so that we had access to it. Oh my so God. can you imagine how stressful that was? That makes me want to One meg. Okay. And so now you're just like – Oh, a, so now I get it. Now you're just like, I, I have all a limited the room in the space. World. I can put I all get, the emails anywhere I, I want. to delete it. Yeah. So it's digital waste basically is what we're going with now. So we have like the opposite problem. I have like thousands of photos and no, we're, they're not organized, right? So it's like, oh, problem. Up comes the AI. AI can do oh, all that for you. And they can so now like, I get on it. my Google folder. I'm like, Siri, my daughter, Siri, all pictures of Siri show up, which is really creepy that Google knows what my daughter, Siri looks like. And but it's also her. incredibly convenient. It's so helpful. Now I can have a whole chronological thing. If I wanted to do like a little video for, you know, or whatever, I have all the, all the little pictures that I took. It's all right there. So 
there is digital waste, and that's what I'm creating, but I'm relying on AI to help me find those things. And that's, I think, what this report is talking about. Like, the weaknesses or that uh, the we challenges cha- yeah. of a Weaknesses dyslexic, is, fine. is fine. I'm not, no, we're not, they doing, call it politi- I'm we're not use... doing political words here, in my mind, because it's like they really are weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. No. But they're also challenges. The yeah. challenge of being The challenge of the weakness. And spelling is now yep. being, cur- like, uh, mitigated by yep. AI and yep. apps like Grammarly and things like and that. And I think that it's cool because... Because we have these reports and because we have these articles, it's allowing the people that are making the decisions to understand that they need to be looking in these directions, right? They need to say, hey, maybe this traditional idea that I, them being the CEO, executive, whatever, was judged by while I was going up in my career are no longer the standards, right? right? And I I think that I don't know how – um, I don't know if that's going to work in all companies. Like, I think that some companies will be like, no, we're going to stick with this traditional model. Because you know how companies get outdated, right? And they yeah. have a problem. Like, the biggest company at the turn of the – uh, like, like Sears? From that, yeah, it's just about to say that. Yeah. And GE. GE yep. in the 1980s, right? It was the largest company in the world. And now wow. it's pretty much gone. Wow. And it happens in cycles. And I think that the companies that don't focus on these types of things – are the ones that start to go down. Right. And I'd be interested if we could do it. We just don't have the ability. But if we could do it and look back and say, leadership is a huge thing when it comes to analyzing companies. Like if you're going to buy a company, you want to look at leaderships, you want to look at like 10 other things. Lucas and I saw it in a class we were doing in the MBA program. But what's so fascinating is this type of stuff, you don't always know when it's going to come, right? Like if it's employee value or if it's company value or if it's product value, and you don't really know what to pay attention to. It's kind of like these people with these new eras of like Bitcoin or new social medias that come out. You're like, that could be the next big thing. And then sometimes it's not. Right. And so. Beanie I, babies. Beanie babies. Yeah. And so I I wonder if that's what maybe some people will fall short of on the executive teams of companies when looking at neurodiversity. I wonder if they're like, well, I'm not, I being the executive, am not neurodiverse. Therefore, I don't see a need for that. And a need for this or how this could be a thing because I was very successful, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think that it could be a new reason for companies to fall by the wayside and be the next Sears or be the next GE. Um, I'd be interested in what companies like Walmart and stuff like that yeah. are doing when they look at new executives, I don't right? know what they're looking for. Um, I wouldn't say they creative are. Creative problem solvers. Yeah, go, you know, yeah throw of some of those out there because yeah. I think that – They had these strengths um, and they're really – um, clear to point out that not every there's like individual level that might be different for based on the dyslexic person mm-hmm. and that's one thing we're like really struggling with like because I think we have a very similar take on dyslexia yes. the way we think and the way we process stuff minus email but there might be uh, other dyslexic people that are very strong in areas that we're not yep and that's what's kind of mind-boggling to me yep uh, but so they have the little grayscale thing. So lighter, very strong, exceptional. So it, maybe this was in color. I didn't print it out in color. So to me, exceptional and strong has a similar shade. So it does. That's very not helpful. Yeah. If you're designing anything, for, this is a great note. I've heard this. Do it. Exceptional should be very dark. Yep. Very strong should be lighter, and strong should be the lightest. Right. Yep. You want to do density. Yep. Right. It's just like 
common sense yep. that the darker the color but see, is, the more that's dense all, it is. But that's also dyslexic mindset, I think. Well, it's like chocolate milk. The more chocolate in there, the darker the milk's going to be, right? Yep. That's how this should be organized, and they didn't do it. So it, it's the chocolate milk principle. Have you written milk. anything on that yet? No. Because I think you should write. That's how I explain it to my students. You should write a design like theory I mean, that's called a very the chocolate milk common principle. Uh, principle in tech com is density denotes um, density, right? Yep. Density is density. Yep. Like That's physical learning, right? right. You just see it. Uh, but regardless, yeah. So there's like minus visual, the poor design. Visual, that's a physical visual. As we go back to these articles, we're not designed by dyslexia, right? Obviously. So they have. So I can't tell which one's strong or not because it's the same as exceptional. But they have all these things about skills and abilities and tasks. So which one do you want to go through? Let's just do abilities. Abilities. I like that. So originality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we did this. That's original. That's original. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna, a couple out I'm going to check mark ourselves off of these abilities. I mean, I would say, like, we can generally come up with an original idea. Yeah. I'm in a meeting, and we have a problem, and I'm like, well, what about this? And they're like, that's oh, why yeah. I think. That's, that's why I think works. I was hired to my new job Yeah, was originality. So I, I think that's definitely a piece. you have an example? So Do we have time? No. No, we don't have time. So we have spatial abilities. Two minutes. We can go a little over. Oh, Let's yeah, do all these. a little. Okay, I so that yeah. Was the whole time that he was doing this so we. Okay. So I do have an example, okay. and I talked about this. Um, so really, really, like thirty thousand foot view in my industry, it's really difficult to get a vehicle. It just as a background, I work for Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. I work as associated with commercial stores, so larger tires that go on semi-trucks that bring you your, you know, knickknacks and whatnot, widgets. And it's very difficult to get a truck into the shop between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., right? Because those trucks are all over the place. Right. Yep. So what I did, and I was one of the first people at one of our commercial centers to do this, was I decided very quickly, I was like, well, why don't we just lock off a space we have a large parking lot that's unnecessarily large. Why don't we mark off a space that trucks can check in and check out? So they can like, they have a code that each company has a specific code. They can code in. They can't access any of the store. I want to make that very clear to Goodyear if anybody sees this. They can't access any of the tires. They can't access the store. They can drop their trailer or their truck and then they can leave. Or in this case, they drop their trailer. And then they could leave. So if you guys understand semi-trucks, you can drop a trailer. The truck is on its own. Right. And you can drive off. You'd lock it back. So it was a very creative solution to a complex problem because they we were losing business because the company was like, I'm not able to get it within your hours. Right. And we were like, we'll just leave it there. And then you leave in our lockbox. We created a lockbox for you could put your needs. So you'd say, nice. this is what I need to be looked at. I need a PM. I need a XYZ, a lot of terminology, but I, d- I designed that program and we used it at the store and that's a creative solution to nice. what was a really, and it brought in, and that's the kind of thing that's so, I find so f- exciting about being, having this mindset in business that brings in hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, just an idea. It's like, Oh, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, All right. Now we, bring, yeah. right. It's so fascinating. Cause it's like, I love business because, and I love being able to have these uh, um, mindsets in business because ideas and creativity directly contribute to dollars. Yeah. You're like, wow. Okay. So just because I had that idea out loud in a meeting, that brought in real dollars. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I just think totally. it's really fascinating. You can see a, like a return on yeah. your idea. Right. Right. Off right. The bat. Something that was completely unreal. Right. Untangible. You couldn't grab it is now real dollars. Really happening. Yeah. Now it's really happening. And yeah, it's, I think that's really cool. And that's where I see that ability come in a lot in my work. And there's tons of examples of that. Yeah. But, yeah. And this is exactly what this uh, report is all about. It's like, you want dyslexic people in the, in the board mm-hmm. meeting rooms with mm-hmm. you to come up with some ideas. And that's a good example of originality. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really you cool. You want to, we probably do should it, stop do it, there. Do we want to roll or do we want to keep? I mean. What do you think? What do you think, Lucas? You're the director. How much more do we have to go? Oh, there's a bunch, but um, we could do, there's one, idea generation and reasoning abilities. That's big. Yeah. And that's something that I, we've talked about this in the past podcast, is something that I really enjoy doing. Working with a student who's like, hey, I don't know what to do, or uh, even a PhD candidate who's right. trying to figure out a topic for the dissertation. Right. Like, talk to me for like half an hour, and you'll have a couple ideas. Like, That's so I'm cool. Is that how you approach it, too? It. You're just like, let's, let's, let's bounce talk. back and forth? Well, people would like, and we talked about this, people would like, take me out for coffee, and like, mm. this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, well, what about that? And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm thinking of that. Let's, let's do it, you know? Is and, that, has that been happening uh, for a lot of your teaching career? Yeah. Do you think that's a new... Okay. Yeah, I have students who are like, I don't know what to do. A ta- you know, I'm, I got, I've got a project. I don't know what to do. Let's talk. Yeah. By the end, they're like, okay, got a couple ideas. That's fascinating. Pick, a, pick the one you want. I love it. It's just... it's For me, it's like fun. Yeah. It's like a crossword puzzle. Well, it's exactly like doing this, right? Like whenever we, you and I are riffing about ideas to talk about here, it's always just fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is stuff we've been dealing with our entire lives. Right. So, Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, man, this is like an amazing time when we can talk to computers. Computers understand. I us. would love. I would love we can to start to program with computer through voice. Can yeah, you imagine like talking to a computer. And, and that's what it's going to be. Out there, it, that's what's it's, happening. It's going to be. It's very similar to like what our Outlook email is doing, where it's like finishing your sentences. Yeah. Right. I and, love that, and I think that's fantastic. But it's also going to happen eventually verbally. Right. They're like, hey, uh, computer, I'm thinking about Star Trek style. Right. I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z. And the computer is like, are you sure you don't want to do blah, blah, blah? And it says it out loud. Now you're having a conversation with this computer about what you're about to type or say. It's not there yet, but it's getting there. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Cortana and Alexa. But that's coming. And and it's good and bad. Right. Because I think what's scary to me is that while that's very helpful to our mindset, it's very helpful to dyslexia. What could happen is it just turns into computers talking to computers. Oh, that will happen. Yep. Because it, it already is happening. Right. Because most of what I type in an email has been suggested by a computer. And then a computer suggested that response back to the person that was typing it. Now, really, it's just a computer talking to a computer. Well, you've seen that with uh, Google has that app, or I don't know if they've released it yet, but it can actually like, make a reservation for you, like mm. at, a, at a restaurant. And it mm. sounds like a person. It goes, um, how about six o'clock? You know, that kind of thing. You seen that? That was a couple not, years no, ago. I seen it's that. been a while. And then it can understand like different accents, you know? So like you're going to the wow. like the Mexican restaurant. Might right. have a different accent than the Chinese restaurant, right? But it can understand and roll with it and like suggest other times. No, we're full. How about six thirty? And then it automatically books it, puts it in your calendar, you're done. See what I don't like is it's the like voice assistant of some kind. Right, but that I don't like is when the like large companies are like, I am a trained assistant. Like I can respond to voice commands. Every time I hear that, I'm like, No, you can't. Right. 
Like you can't handle. Yeah, this. the little like bot. Yeah, like, and I'm like ask you're me not. A question. I tap a question. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still working on it. And I think that's good for us, as in like the dyslexic, you know, learning difference disability uh, community. But I also think that it's going to be challenging in the future for how we decide to communicate, right? Because I, I don't know if it's really going to create authentic communication no it'll it'll be productive yeah exactly but i think with dyslexic learning and dyslexic communication there's nothing for me like being in front of somebody talking yeah phone computers anything else is totally not the same yeah because i like to see who i'm talking to and i like to read their face and read their body language and all that that's what, and I what do. this stuff keeps leaving out we've read a couple of these articles now over the episodes and what this stuff keeps leaving out is that face-to-face importance of face-to-face communication i feel like right it's it's talking very analytically about the processes about the strengths about the weaknesses abilities tasks you know um how strong they are but it doesn't talk about the need and the power to just exclusively and maybe it does but like just to exclusively connect with people Right, like if I sit down in front of right. somebody, I'm going to connect with them in some what way. What they are saying is it's important. Yes, but they and but there's no dyslexic people can do it. But there's no like that's what I'm talking about with the thirty thousand foot. Yeah, they got to codify it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're still it. like active listening is one of the things here. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah, it's like active there. listening. It's like that's just like a buzzword I could fill in on mm-hmm. my LinkedIn. Right. right, active listening is far more complicated than. And that's the thing when we talk about this, like it's just really tough to kind of nail down what these things are and what well, they and, look and like. We, and we over, we over, like, I don't know. We we put too much terminology in it, right? Because you're like, like what but you're it's saying. It's not a dyslexic thing, right? There. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's. Because what do you mean by that? Right. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to dyslexic people we're, do. We're going to take a look. Overanalyze at a, every word. We're going to take a look at a list like this, like we would on a Scantron test. And I, people that are dyslexic will connect to this a lot. Yeah. And we're going to say, well, it could be any one of these yep. very easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you sit down in front of a professor that's giving that test, you could easily argue any Scantron test and the professor would be like, yeah. Yep. Right. It's not like it's just in our weird brains. We're saying this is connected. We can create a show genuine you connection. Connected. And it show you is a that's great That's what word. we do better with oral examinations yep. and with um... – paper tests and i think it's fascinating because i don't know if that's anything that you're gonna be able to put into an article right not yet how do you do that how do you begin to because you've been involved you're gonna in put some a of this thing on your brain yeah and the computer is going to read your brain and then tell you mm-hmm. that's how it's going to be until then we got this so is this helpful? Some, yes. If very. you're a CEO, get this report, read it, get the yeah, so, people yeah, on your team. To get team. the idea of the report, it is... One in ten, one in five, two in five, like we don't know, but there's some of us out there, and I think we can make a difference. We can help you make more money during the yeah, day when exactly. you got to get your tires changed. Yep. There's other things, too. So. I'll have our stock images on myself. I was going to say the title again, but... I don't have the. Oh yeah, it's somewhere. It's in a pile somewhere. Yeah, we have we have like thirteen piles here. But uh, yeah, so I think it's good. I think it'll be good for CEOs. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and this is like the golden, like I said, golden age of dyslexia. Yeah. So except like for the last five hundred years, it's been rough. But yeah, now it's better. (laughs) But thank you, British, and we are back in it. Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Dyslexics Untied. 
New episodes every Friday on Spotify and every Saturday on YouTube. Also, catch us on TikTok. Did you know that Scotland's national animal is in fact the unicorn?